It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course, as you know, on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcasts from. Already up to a Thursday morning, September the 28th. Now, we're going to be talking about tiny homes this morning and what they offer, particularly with financial freedom, the simplicity, of course, and reduced stress through affordable living and a minimalist lifestyle. And don't we need less stress in our lives right now, especially around the behemoth problem for first-home buyers trying to get into the market? And the tiny space, they offer eco-friendliness with smaller carbon footprints and reduced energy consumption. These compact spaces require, of course, less maintenance, granting more leisure time. Mobility, if you want to explore and take your home with you, you can do that. And the energy efficiency means lower bills. And at a time when the cost of living is insane, it makes a lot of common sense. And also some relish off-grid living becoming self-sufficient. Personalisation and community spirit are all there. They thrive and it's an adventure in unconventional living, simplifying and decluttering lives for mental clarity. We love mental clarity. Boy, do we ever in 2023. And this morning we are catching up with Louise Scott and she is doing doing some tiny living of her own and she is near Coffs Harbour in New South Wales and a very good morning to you Louise great to have you on the breakfast uh, podcast this morning thank you very much Craig it's great to be here you're not in a bad little spot there you've carved out your own little tiny home tell us a little bit about how long you've been living where you are Well, I've been living in the region for about 35 years, but I've been living on the property where my tiny house is for about two and a half years and in my tiny house for just over a year. And your tiny home is is what? Give us a little bit of a breakdown in terms of the size. It's nearly eight metres long. It's exactly 2.5 metres wide, which is the legal road width allowable for um, transport along the road. It's just under 4.3 metres high from the ground when it's on its trailer. Um, it's fully steel construction, which I really wanted because I'm parked under some major trees and I just want to be absolutely sure I'll survive any kind of branch falling out of the sky. And well insulated, beautifully made, lots of windows. It's a pleasure to live in. You mentioned that you've been in the area for as long as you have, over 30 years. What made you decide to get into this whole tiny living? What was the what was the catalyst, I guess, is what I'm asking? Well, I work as a professional organiser anyway, and so I've travelled and moved home innumerable times over the course of my very young and older life, so I'm very good at letting things go. And then more recently, I was um, separated from my then-husband, and we sold our common 
one property. And then I went on a world trip with my son and so on and so forth. And I basically started to run out of money. And I needed to come up with a solution that was going to work for me financially, but also thinking about a tiny house, something that's been on my mind probably for four or five years now. And so it actually dovetailed quite well into um, that for me and brought about this very circumstance, which I was interested in. So I'm quite happy with the way it's turned out. All right. Well, we'll come back to you in just a moment, Louise, and we will talk more tiny homes next. Have you missed one of our episodes? We have over 500 episodes of powerful real estate interviews, market analysis, predictions and trends. Whatever you are looking for, you'll find it right here. Well, it's not really what we were wanting to hear. Australia's annual inflation has risen from 4.9% to 5.2% in August, driven by surging costs in essentials like housing, transport, food and insurance. Notably, food prices have spiked by 9.1% in the month and you can feel that at the till contributing to a 13.9% annual growth. And this increase has put pressure, of course, on households who are already feeling the pinch as prices rise in areas like groceries and clothing, impacting low-income families who are struggling as it is. And despite the uptick, economists are predicting overall inflation will decrease, which they say is going to influence future Reserve Bank interest rate decisions. Well, that of course remains to be seen and we don't have long to wait for the new governor to tell us because next Tuesday we are going to find out what the rate rise, if there is one, is going to be. Although I have to agree with the economists, I would find it very surprising if there is a rate rise next Tuesday. But we will wait and find out. Whether you're a seasoned investor or a first-time buyer, know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country for your weather, let's check on Sydney, a possible shower or two. 22 degrees is your forecast high. Melbourne expecting a mainly fine day, a little bit of cloud cover with 21. Brisbane, 50-50 in some rain for you today with 28. And in Perth, expecting a mainly fine day and your high 29 degrees. Well, today is September the 28th. If you're celebrating, turning a year older, happy birthday to you. Naomi Watts is turning 54. And Ben Kingsley, haven't seen him in a movie for a while. He's almost 80, 79 today. What to buy, where to live and things to avoid every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. And just a simple walk, knock on the door. Yes, you might have some people say, no, I'm not interested in talking to you, but you'll find some people and that's amazing what they will tell. I think that's a great, great thing to do. I think too many buyers just do their homework from the internet and try and determine values by the photos. Uh, But remember, the photos taken are taken to enhance the look at the property. So that might leave out the backyard or something that you need to see. But also go for a walk to the local shops, go to the cafe. 
And it is a Thursday morning. We are talking at Tiny Homes and from Coffs Harbour in that vicinity in New South Wales is Louise who is with us this morning. And Louise, I reckon in an apocalyptic event when services like power and services are completely shut down, the ones who are going to survive the best I think are going to be tiny homers who are self-sufficient. Oh, for sure. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who live in tiny homes that are off the grid, which can be really wonderful. Collecting water might be an issue for some these days. It depends on what water storage they've got. But solar, of course, is a fantastic option for people in our country. I myself am not off the grid, but I certainly have minimal requirements when it comes to power or water in my tiny house, because as you can imagine, everything is is a, a small percentage of what most people would use in an ordinary size has. So you decided to build, then do you do this land share or do you, did you actually buy some property to put your tiny home on? No, the tiny house was built by my child's father, who was a very dear friend. And in fact, I live on their property as a member of the household. So I didn't need to buy land, thank goodness. Because that is something that is really taken off. Somebody pointed this out to me the other day. The amount of people that are land sharing now, it really has become the option. Look, it definitely is moving forward, thank goodness, because, of course, a key reason why people move into tiny houses is because they offer a certain amount of financial freedom and lack of obligation to banks or mortgages. And to think that you might invest in a tiny house and then have to spend four, five, six hundred thousand dollars on a block of land is is just nuts. But if people can cooperate and if councils can move forward and encourage people to cooperate on blocks of land, then it makes so much more sense for everybody. Yeah, especially like first home buyers, there seems to be with some council sort of this regulatory arm sort of being waved. No, you can't do that. Oh, maybe you can do that. You know, in a time 2023 when housing affordability could not be worse, I think some councils have got to wake up to this and really get on board with the tiny home living. Absolutely. Look, look, it really is moving forward. Um, I can't be 100% sure exactly what, but the Victorian government recently made some legislative um, improvements such that they are absolutely beginning to embrace tiny houses. You know, whereas they were originally in the caravan status, which meant you could only stay in them 60 nights a year and so on and so forth, they are actually starting to see them as very reasonable homes for people and making them work within um, the local council's in that state. And they're leading the way in Australia at any rate for working tiny houses into a, a doable economy for our people. Now tell us a little bit about like your situation. You mentioned that you came out of a divorce and then you decided to go into the tiny space. There appears to be a lot of women, single women that have taken to this lifestyle. We have reported on this in the past. In terms of equity, when a husband and wife break up, Statistically speaking, a man will always do much better than a woman will in terms of the the split with the assets and then the, the woman having to go back out into the into the workforce. What have you sort of noticed with just your network in terms of women that are living in the tiny space? Is is that a fair comment to make? 
It's actually not my experience. My ex-husband and I had a very equitable arrangement and we came away very evenly from our settlement. And look, to be honest with you, Craig, I don't actually know any other women that are living in tiny houses. Um, so I can't comment on their personal experience, but I do know that there are a lot of women who are homeless and so therefore would benefit from being able to have things like tiny houses available to live in. Yeah, it's it's such a big, big, big issue. So having a it look is. having a look at the financial freedom, of course, tiny homes are significantly more affordable than traditional houses. That is a given, allowing individuals to live debt-free. I mean, it's just a no-brainer on so many levels. I wonder why there is a little bit in people's thinking about tiny homes. Can you help me and our audience understand what some of the resistance might be? Perhaps some of it might be that people simply can't see themselves living in tiny houses. They might be some judgment around um, what kind of person lives in a transportable dwelling. I couldn't be sure about that, but possibly a hangover from the 70s and 80s, people just judging other people living in small spaces. But apart from that, I think that whatever negativity may have lingered around the concept of tiny houses is really changing now. Look, unfortunately, they're not as affordable as they used to be. When I first started exploring it, you could pick up a tiny house brand new from between sixty dollars and $80,000. Now, of course, they've not only become more of a luxury designer featured dwelling, longer and bigger as more people take them on and actually embrace the idea of it. And you'd be basically starting at one hundred dollars $140,000 a lot of the time, which on some levels, considering you don't have a block of land to put it on, is not as affordable as it used to be. People are getting on the bandwagon, let's say. Designers, builders are getting on the bandwagon, but hopefully it still stays as an affordable option because land is and always has been the most expensive aspect of owning property. Well, lovely to chat with you, Louise. Sounds like you've got it all sussed where you're living there near Coffs Harbour in your tiny home. You've certainly gone back to nature with the beautiful setting. Enjoy your day and uh, thanks for sharing uh, some of your lifestyle with us this morning. That's a great pleasure. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 